0: Hi, you're listening to the Leadership Advantage podcast with me, Dr John Kenworthy. The Leadership Advantage ultimately boils down to how you motivate and get people to do things that matter. This isn't some magic trick or silver bullet to instant success, but how you can leverage neuroscience hacks to become a better leader, today than you were yesterday. The Leadership Advantage. It's why some leaders thrive whilst others struggle. Hey there, welcome. This is John and welcome to this edition of the Leadership Advantage. This week I'm looking at how shared situational awareness can make or crush your future. My purpose in this episode is to help you recognize the dysfunctions observed in your business, organizational team, and be able to remedy them relatively easily and quickly. But first, let me share a moment in my own life where my personal situational awareness was severely compromised. I was teetering on the edge of the abyss. The breeze felt like it was gently mocking and luring me over the cliff and down to the unwelcoming rocks beneath. It was so tempting to just let gravity take charge and give over to the fate of failure. I snapped out from that dangerous thinking and checked my wrist computer. I'd stayed too long hovering here. I needed to return to the surface before the poisonous nitrogen made me lose all perspective. I pressed a tiny blast of air into my jacket to lift me upward to the waiting boat. Scuba diving is a tremendous example of having complete situational awareness. To enjoy the experience, you need to be trained and be completely aware of everything that is going on with you, your buddy, other divers, the creatures of the deep, your depth, your air, the time, your breathing. Oh, and and watch out for that congreel lurking protectively under that rock? Or is that a white tip or a tiger shark in the distance? Oh, and because you never dive alone, that situational awareness needs to be shared with your buddy and everyone else in the water with you. Scuba diving has the potential to show you the most awesome creatures and places on this beautiful planet and the potential to crush you We all have within us that same potential to show the world something awesome or to crush ourselves into insignificance. So what was happening to me as I teetered on the edge of that abyss, being tempted to slip over the edge and dive down deep when my conscious mind should be screaming at me to avoid such danger. Why have my mind slipped into some sort of reverie, an almost dreamlike momentary lapse of concentration? And I want to talk about how shared situational awareness can make or break your organization, how it can crush you because performance issues in teams are rooted in one or more of five distinct areas. The first is your command instruction for the team. The second is your shared experience and the third, and this is the most neglected is shared situational awareness. Fourthly, we have our shared values. And fifthly, everything is held together here by effective and engaging communication. And in each area, there are common key issues. And I'm not going to give you an exhaustive list of symptoms, just an overview of the top and most frequently uncovered problems we have seen. For example, a lack of clear direction, which can be a lack of clarity and or a lack of direction. Frequently. There are team leadership roles missing within the team in this situation. The team themselves may function reasonably well but without the leadership they may falter under pressure. Just watch any soccer match when the skipper is injured or sent off. Many teams work in silos. Individuals or small groups working independently from the others sharing little information knowledge or expertise. This situation is often exacerbated by unhealthy rivalry between team members or subgroups. That's lacking shared experience. The third, the most neglected factor of team cohesiveness is shared situational awareness. Team members may cooperate, but they do not collaborate. Essentially, team members can be nice enough to each other and say that they agree, but their actions defy their words. Most often in this situation, the team has not learned how to communicate internally. Individuals do not share their context or inform other members of changes that are pertinent. Many teams have something of a blame culture as well. This is when individuals give as much or even more time covering their own backsides. And when anything goes wrong, it is always someone else who is to blame. Of course, the other area that gets paid a lot of attention is shared values. Yes, they are the foundation of any team whether it's the pride in representing country or the simple desire to make every single day your masterpiece. When personal values are in conflict with the presumed shared values, the personal values will win out every time. When a footballer's livelihood depends on his performance in the English Premier League next month and nothing to do with doing his best for his national side, selfishness will win out. And that sadly is pretty well all teams. Knowing your goals, having the right experiences and resources and working together towards shared values are well known to be important in effective team performance. But it's that shared situational awareness that is the glue for teams. How you understand my context and situation and we adapt to each new situation as it arises, collaborating to gain those synergies everyone promises. And the key good shared situational awareness is open and candid communication. And it's the leader's job to encourage that. Organisations, of course, accomplish what they do because of teamwork. Whether you are in business, in sport, in education, the church, even marriage. Teamwork is what paves the way to success. What a leader can do with a great team far surpasses anything they can accomplish alone. As a leader learns how to unite the right people around a shared vision, their influence truly begins to take off. According to Dr John C. Maxwell, in his book The 17 Indisputable Laws of Teamwork, the first law of teamwork is the law of significance, which is one is too small a number to achieve greatness. He goes on to say that leaders who fail to promote teamwork undermine their own potential and erode the best efforts of the people with whom they work. To accomplish anything significant, leaders must learn to link up with others. I was working with a very successful businessman. In our first session, he proudly informed me that he was a self-made man. He was rather taken aback when I appeared unimpressed. After all, this man is successful and rich. I responded, "Eh, that's too bad. Imagine just how much you could have achieved with a great team. The reality, of course, is that no one is truly self-made. We may not have been gifted our businesses by our parents, but they have played a part in making you. Your education may have been cut short or even not be especially good, but your teachers did impart something. For a very few of my clients, what they perceive as being negative in their lives is actually the turning point for their success. But as a leader, your job is to develop the team so that the team is more effective, that it has a cohesive unity. But what is an effective team? Well, there's probably as many definitions of an effective team as there are teams. But there does seem to be commonality. And this, I believe, distills to an effective team has a unity of cohesion and effort towards a common goal. And the five components of an effective team are clear command instruction, shared experience, shared values, shared situational awareness and communication stem from research undertaken largely by the US military, in particular post Gulf War One, when the number of friendly fire incidents became completely unacceptable. And only when all five components are present in a team is there potential for true unity of cohesion and effort. Let me delve down a little bit more into each of these so that we can make sure that we're clear how we deal with any gaps in our teams. Let's start with shared values. Shared values define the team without common values. Everyone on the team has a different opinion about what's important values put people on the same page. Just as personal values influence and guide an individual's behavior, organizational values or team values set the standard for a team's performance. Too often, the values of a team are prepared by a marketing consultant, discussed and pasted on walls, yet these are not the underlying true values of the individuals within the team. Rarely does one see a team's value statement including payment for their contribution. Nor do we often see values pertaining to providing a safe and secure home for our families. When we ask our clients why they work, their number one response is unsurprisingly, money Joint second is providing for a family home and education for children and third is God. I liken shared values to the image of an iceberg. The 10% above the water is what we see of the values that that person or the team holds. It represents the behaviors that are manifest. The 90% below the water is the character of the individual or team which is defined by the values that the team members hold. And it's the 90% below the surface that sinks the ship. The leader who neglects the real shared values of the team may find that the team stagnates or fails to grow. They avoid obstacles. They lose achievement-oriented employees. They lose their talent. Encourage team members to focus on their own careers and individual goals through appallingly badly constructed compensation plans. And that team is easily distracted. If you suffer any of those symptoms in your team, it's time to look at the real shared values of the team. What about clear command instruction? Well, this gives team members direction and confidence. If you lead your team, then you are responsible for identifying a worthy and compelling vision and articulating it to the team. People continually need to be shown the team's compass clearly and creatively so that their actions align and they stay motivated by a captivating picture of the future. Each team member should be able to make decisions readily and rapidly based on the clarity of this command instruction. Charity is so critical, often we see the use of delightful yet nebulous words used to describe the goal and provide the direction. The word excellence or excellent is one example. Like value statements, the intentions are good, but what does excellence mean? We each have our own definition, all perfectly value of what excellence means. In Made to Stick, the Heath Brothers, refer to this as commander's intent and recommend that leaders strip down the goal to the core message. The Combat Maneuver Training Centre, the unit in charge of military simulations in the US, recommends that officers arrive at the commander's intent by asking themselves two questions. If we do nothing else tomorrow, the mission we must. And answer that. And two, the single most important thing that we do tomorrow is blank. In this way, any team member who faces a decision can make that decision in line with the command instruction. Of course, establishing this takes time. Sometimes it's easy. When there are specific standards laid down by an industry body, such as a Ministry of Health, Inland Revenue or a professional body, then the goal of achieving those standards makes command instruction Comparatively straightforward. Leaders who are unable to articulate clarity of command instruction often find that the team fails to commit and this creates ambiguity among the team about direction and priorities. Team members will watch windows of opportunity close due to excessive analysis and unnecessary delay. And it also breeds lack of confidence and a fear of failure. Teams revisit discussions and decisions again and again and again. And also it encourages second guessing among team members. If you're suffering any of those five symptoms in your team, then it's time to look at the way you establish command instruction and being able to answer those two questions. If we do nothing else, we must blank. The single most important thing that we do is blank. What about shared experience? Having clarity of direction that will satisfy shared values is only the beginning of effectiveness for the team. Shared experience is how the team will do this. What skills and knowledge are needed to achieve this? Teams, of course, filled with individuals and each individual brings with them their own set of skills, knowledge and abilities. And all players in the team have a place where they are most valuable. Winning teams require more than the right people. You may have a group of talented individuals, but if each person is out of position, then the team won't reach its potential. Leading a successful team involves putting people in spots where they can excel. The leader can think of team members as resources to fill the spots like playing checkers. Or the leader can recognize the particular strengths and talents of each individual, using their strengths to work together as a team like a chess player. When the leader fails to use the right strengths and talents, this creates resentment among team members who have different standards of performance, encourages mediocrity, and the team misses deadlines and key deliverables. And it places an undue burden on the team leader as the sole source of discipline. Let me bring this back to shared situational awareness because this is the most neglected component of developing effective teams. Shared situational awareness is when all team members continuous perceptions of themselves and their peers in relation to the dynamic environment of business, competition, goals and the ability to predict and then execute based on a shared perception. Why is it so often neglected? because it's so difficult to pin down. And the moment you do pin down that you were fully aware of the current situation, well, the situation's already changed. Further, in circumstances where an individual's situational awareness is well-developed, much of the processing is unconscious. Take, for example, driving a vehicle. When you first learned to drive, you were acutely aware of the very many things that required your attention. All of which had an impact or potential impact on your response. You have to steer, change gear, accelerate, brake and watch what's behind you, beside you, in front of you. You have to predict the behaviour of every other road user and make decisions based on a common set of rules. All on the basis of trust. Trust that the other road users will obey the rules. Trust that the brake pedal will work. And trust in your own judgement call about what each other road user will or will not do. Now imagine attempting to instruct another person remotely how to do that, in real time. You would need to know that person's knowledge and experience, where they were, what vehicle they were driving and all the other information. Impossible? Hmm. To enable this to work, the leader and each team member needs to be sure that every team member will perform their role effectively and how each will respond to given known and unknown situations. Following the command instruction based on known shared values using their known abilities and experience. It also means that team members look out for each other in the interests of the team. When shared situational awareness is poor, teams conceal their weaknesses and mistakes from one another. They hesitate to ask for help or provide constructive feedback. They hesitate to offer help outside their own areas of responsibility. They jump to conclusions about the intentions and aptitudes of others without attempting to clarify them. They fail to recognise and tap into one another's skills and experiences. They waste time and energy managing their behaviours for effect. They hold grudges. They dread meetings and find reasons to avoid spending time together. (laughs) These are major, major issues. Knowing your goals, having the right experience and resources and working together towards satisfying shared values are well known to be important in effective team performance. But it's that shared situational awareness and the clear communication that is the glue for teams. How you understand my context and the situation as we adapt to new situations as they arise. Collaborating to gain those synergies that everyone promises. So back to that overhang when I was tempted to flip over the edge and dive deeper into almost certain depth. Why for that moment had my situational awareness switched off? Well the extra nitrogen I was by then carrying in my blood certainly had a part to play. But I've had similar experiences on dry land too. Brief moments when I've drifted off in my mind, still cognizant of what is going on, but in that dreamlike state of being so absorbed by one aspect of reality, that the rest of the world is shut off. And you've had such moments too. You've driven home with something else filling your mind, arrived home and wondered how on earth you managed that without crashing. The time between leaving and arriving is almost a blur. Our brain, powerful as it is, can truthfully only focus on one thing at a time. It has to switch between the multitude of attention demands. Giving each scant attention and given the opportunity, our brain instead of consuming vast amounts of energy switching attention from one part of the environment to another, latches onto one thing and a sort of relaxed reverie takes over. Our own situational awareness is compromised the moment we become tired Thus, the true shared situational awareness in our team is the first thing that becomes compromised in our quest for unity of cohesion and effort. I call this the synergy illusion. Because when we put in some effort to make sure that our goals are absolutely crystal clear and we know the command instruction, We have true shared values. We understand each individual's talents and strengths and how they contribute in their context to the team. We communicate effectively. Then we have to still pay attention on a regular basis to everything that is going on and the changing dynamics. In our quest for unity of cohesion and effort we need to work most on our shared situational awareness in a live and dynamic environment. I hope you've enjoyed this slightly longer than normal episode about shared situational awareness. Get in touch if you'd like to know more and give me some feedback. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Leadership Advantage podcast. You can learn more on how to motivate and get people to do things that matter over at my website at leadershipadvantage.com.